from the front row, brought to you by the University of Iowa College of Public Health. I'm Ogi Chibo. And I'm Ian Bukta. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. We're a student-run podcast that talks about major issues in public health and how they are relevant to anyone, both in the field of public health and outside of it. So, okay, what are we talking about today? Well, this week, we decided to take an interesting turn from our usual conversations with experts to students. Our very own Luke Samson sat down with a student athlete from the University of Iowa, Daniel Soto. Daniel Soto talks about what life is like as a student athlete during this COVID-19 period, how he reacted to COVID-19 news, what it felt like to leave his teammates, and what social distancing currently looks like for him. So let's get right into it. While we spend a lot of time on this podcast interviewing public health figures, I thought it would be fun to hear about the perspective of a student athlete here at the University of Iowa to give his perspective on how the COVID-19 outbreak has impacted the world of sports and particularly student athletes. Daniel Soto is a fifth year senior on the cross country and track team who had his outdoor season cut short by the cancellation of athletics during the COVID-19 outbreak. He's the only person in Iowa track and field history to break 14 minutes in the 5K more than once, holds the fifth all-time spot in the 3,000-meter run, third in the 5,000-meter run indoors, and fourth all-time in the 10,000-meter run as well. Dan, welcome to the pod. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Luke. Uh, I appreciate the intro. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was a mouthful, man. You got a lot of accomplishments. I appreciate it. (laughs) What was your initial reaction to hearing about the cancellation of all spring sports by the NCAA? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was just kind of a crazy week. You know, Uh, I think that it went from being something that was talked about super abstractly uh, to in a matter of, you know, 36, 48 hours, you know, everything was canceled. And, you know, you kind of knew it was coming. And then, you know, it finally did come. And uh, it was just, it was surreal because, uh, you know, I had one of my teammates, Daniel Murphy, uh, you know, he finished the midterm at the same time as I did. And we kind of both knew it was coming. And so he was over at my place and we were just glued to the TV, just glued to ESPN. And I mean, it was just, I mean, it was crazy. It was, uh, it was something that, yeah, like I said, you kind of knew it was coming, but you know, it was almost like you didn't really believe it until you actually like saw it on like ESPN. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's something across get, going out of sports as well is like no one has ever like all of these things are happening and we're all just trying to like comprehend them before right. we can even like react to them. Like like these things happen and you're almost just like paralyzed for for a little yeah. bit like trying to understand what just happened. So I I can't imagine you spend a lot of time like gearing up for this moment for you being like spring track and then it's just gone. (laughs) It it didn't really hit me until maybe like a week or so later when we were like, oh, like I'm not going to see some of my teammates for a long time. And like there might be some people on the track team that, you know, maybe not that I'm not super close with or, or whoever. And, uh, you know, they've accepted jobs in other cities and, you know, I don't know when it is I'll see them again. And so that, that was the most difficult thing for me because the, the fortunate thing about my, about our sport and, and track and running is that it's, it's one of those sports where, you know, you can always enter a, uh, you know, Turkey trot 5k and you, you can, you can always kind of go and find that competition. But uh, the thing that, 
you know, you can't always find is, is the team aspect and, and uh, you know, having those teammates to practice with every day and traveling. And so that once that stuff kind of started to, to set in, it was, uh, it was much more, much more real for me. So it seems like athletic figures have been somewhat spotlighted as this pandemic emerged in the United States with big name sports figures like Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell on the Utah Jazz and more recently um, Carl Anthony Towns on the the Minnesota Timberwolves his mother uh, got COVID and actually passed away from it and some of these uh, sports figures were contracting the disease as early as March 11th uh, this being pretty much around the same time that you were talking about the the top of the segment here um, when the NCAA was kind of contemplating whether to start canceling things like the March Madness tournament and, mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, I know that you kind of already touched on it, but if you wanted to go any deeper into what that was like as a student athlete, did you feel kind of like a, uh, a change of tone uh, around the virus and around the impacts that this might've had on sports during that time in terms of, yeah either your personal experience or really, um, I, I know that you're a sports fanatic. So in terms of sports in general, really. Yeah, well, I mean, I can tell you that for me personally, there was, there was one day in particular and it was, it was the day that, uh, that Rudy Gobert, I think like it came out that he had tested positive and I remember, uh, I think I was, I was at uh, the Vine with a couple of friends and uh, we were just like hanging out. I think we were watching the very first round of the Big Ten basketball tournament. And so we were watching, uh, I think, the Minnesota game or whatever. And I remember sitting there and being like, man, like, I'm scared. Like, I, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't something that I felt like was, I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't take it seriously, but it was just something that, you know, it was just kind of like, Oh, it's, it's happening elsewhere. It's not a problem here. And, and, you know, I understood that people were, were sick and, and dying, but, you know, at that point, you know, cases were so low and then, you know, there's going to be forever. There's going to be that iconic uh, video of Rudy Gobert touching all the microphones at his press conference, joking about it. And then the next day he, you know, test positive. And, and I remember sitting there and it was in the span and not, a, and the thing is, is that it wasn't only like uh, athletes, it was, uh, you know, in the span of like 30 minutes, it was like Rudy Gobert test positive for coronavirus. Then it was like Tom Hanks. Whenever there's a major, uh, you know, world event happening, uh, like I said, you're just kind of like glued to the TV and you don't exactly know why and you don't exactly know what you're looking for but you know I just literally turned on the tv and I just you know couldn't stop watching and I stayed up all night watching it and just being like oh this is real and like this is happening and and so uh yeah like once those major sports figures got sick I, I think that a lot of people were in the same boat as me where it was you know all of a sudden there was that heightened level of oh man like this is real and this is, you know, no one is safe from it. And, uh, and I think that's kind of when people started taking it seriously. Yeah. And, and even myself, I can speak as a, a different perspective in terms of um, a reaction to this as somebody in the public health sphere, as a hopefully future epidemiologist, 
this is kind of right in my wheelhouse, so to speak. And I remember talking to people on the, on the team about it when it first emerged in China. I mean, mm-hmm. they're asking me questions like, is this bad? I'm like, and, and I, I didn't have all the answers, but I remember even, even I was a little bit apprehensive to the idea of it getting here and being so bad and, and affecting anyone. And I think the night that that all happened with Rudy Gobert and, and Tom Hanks and everything was just like, it even made me as somebody who is somewhat on alert already. It was like earth shattering. It was, it was like, and, and interestingly enough for me, when that happened, all of a sudden everybody who hears about like in the news about public health official or epidemiologist immediately comes to me right. <laughs> with, yeah, yeah, with yeah. questions and and myself included <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and and i was glad to take them but but i mean that yeah that moment was just like shell shock in terms of yeah who can be affected by this how Absolutely. readily it can be spread you know um shifting just a bit i know that aside from being an athlete you are first and foremost a student uh, what has it been like for you shifting a little bit from being a student athlete to more of just a, a student now? And then kind of a follow-up question to that. Um, how has the student experience for you changed and has this changed your trajectory in academics or uh, professional life at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm being honest, it's uh, it's definitely a huge change. Uh, I think the the biggest thing is that now they're switching to teaching and delivering all of their content virtually. And so that's been a struggle because, you know, it's, it's almost like the start of the semester again, where you're just trying to get a feel for, you know, how to be successful in the class, which is not really something that you want to be figuring out, you know, a couple weeks out from finals. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what it's been like. And, you know, it's personally, I'm someone who really enjoys the structure of, uh, you know, going to practice in the morning, uh, waking up early, uh, you know, having to, you know, like you have to be at practice at 7am or whatever it is. And then, you know, as soon as practice is over, you have to go get breakfast. And then you have like, you have to go to class because, you know, it's, that's just kind of how your schedule is set up. And it almost forces you to be successful, because you don't really have an option. And so that's kind of the, the tough part for me is transitioning all to online is it almost feels like, you know, I have all of this time now and you're having to manage that and, you know, you're dealing with a different environment. And so uh, it's definitely been tough. Luckily, most of my professors have been, you know, really accommodating. And, uh, and so it's, you know, it's been an adjustment and, you know, we'll see how finals go. I think that's going to be interesting. Obviously, it's really disappointing uh, not to finish out your senior year with, uh, you know, all your friends and uh, all your classmates that you've been working with for, you know, four or five years. And so that's been tough. But yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely, definitely a change. Um, in terms of like post-grad, uh, you know, they did grant seniors, like I said, another year of eligibility. And, you know, it's it's difficult because 
you know, now there are decisions that have to be made and they have to be made like right now. And I don't think that anyone, myself included, was ready to make those decisions. And on top of that, I actually just talked to my advisor uh, in the College of Business and she told me that there's, she's had about, you know, 20 to 30 students who had already accepted full-time offers and the company has come back to them and been like, yeah, we're going to retract those offers because we have no idea what our business is going to look like in the summer and moving forward. And we don't know if we're going to be able to survive this. And so, I mean, we, we went, you know, kind of had a full 180 in terms of graduating to a really, like, frankly, a successful and thriving job market to now, you know, we could be looking at some of the most historic unemployment numbers in, you know, recent history. And so, that's something that we're going to, you know, be figuring out. And so, yeah, that's, there's a lot of choices that need to be made by not only me, but by everyone. And, and yeah, like, I just can't imagine how much it would suck as a senior to be like, okay, well, you know, I'm coming back for my sixth year and then come back for my sixth year. Then the season gets canceled again. You know, there's just so much uncertainty right now. And, you know, it, doesn't really seem like it's going to be getting any clearer anytime soon and so I think that a lot of seniors are in the same boat as me. Yeah I mean you make a great point about we talk about almost everybody who's involved in this is now in the position where they have to make really hard um, decisions about things going from our federal government all the way down to seniors in college that are just graduating yeah, and I I feel for you, and uh, yeah, yeah I, I know you'll make I'll know you'll make a, a good decision at the end of the day. So yeah, and, I, and that's not exclusive to just student athletes. I mean, I can only imagine what it'd be like to you know, let's say, like I actually have a friend uh, who or a classmate, I should say, that was talking about how they might have their job offer you know retracted. And they accepted this job offer last summer after interning uh, with them and with the company. And so they didn't go to the, the fall internship fair. They haven't been applying to jobs. They haven't been like networking at all. They didn't go to the spring virtual internship fair. Uh, and so, you know, that would just be tough to just have that already locked down. And then the company's like, sorry, can't give you your job. And, uh, and so, you know, it's a lot, a lot of people are, are trying to make these decisions and my heart goes out to everyone who's in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, shifting gears a little bit, we're going to get a little bit lighter, make this a little, <laughs> little happier, hopefully. Um, <laughs> so what have you been doing personally to kind of stay sane during all of this, the social distancing and everything? So, you know, I was actually talking to my, uh, my, head track coach about this a little bit this past week. Uh, Luckily, we are in a sport that's fortunate enough to where we can still at least, you know, actively participate in it and still actually train to some extent and still, you know, be getting better or doing things to get better. Uh, It's not a super technical sport. We don't need a gym. You know, you pretty much just need running shoes and just like, trails or roads or whatever and so luckily I've been able to still go out and run basically just kind of immersed myself and you know just 
trying to control what I can control. And, and, you know, I'm hoping to be able to, to competitively, competitively run track at a high level for, you know, at least a little bit longer, whether in college or not. And so, uh, you know, I'm just trying to take this time to focus on getting better as an athlete. Uh, it's, you know, kind of taking me back to, to my high school days and (laughs) you know, it takes you back to the roots of the sport where you just, you know, I do every single run alone. I'm out in the country, like just totally by myself. Uh, so that's been actually like really refreshing and I haven't done that in a long time. And so that's been nice. Uh, I actually just got a dog as well, taking a nap here next to me. And, uh, so she's been, she's, uh, you know, a nice stress release, uh, release. And, you know, it, it's nice to have to worry about like taking care of another living being because it kind of takes you out of your your worries and your problems um and then you know i'm actually back home with my family and so i'm spending time with them and you know i've been back here for about two weeks now and and so i can't remember the last time that i've been with living with my parents for you know two weeks since easily high school (laughs) so it's been great and uh you know it's you just kind of have to focus on the positives, you know. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, so, moving on to our last question, we have for you here. Um, it's something that we asked all of our guests on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You are no different. Um, <laughs> so, what is the one thing that you thought you knew, but later found out that you were wrong about? And this can be anything. It can be COVID nineteen related. Mm-hmm. It can be a anecdotal story. However, you want to interpret that yours for sure all right so i'm gonna take this totally into left field okay okay perfect yeah totally unrelated to anything awesome person that came to my mind so i totally thought okay so actually i should i think you know this but when i was in high school i was a mime (laughs) like straight up i was actually a mime and (laughs) like face paint and everything like that and just the the high school that I went to was very uh it, it had a very well funded like arts department, so all of our performing arts, whether it be theater or you know orchestra or band were all very well funded. It was a huge high school, my graduating class was like eight hundred and uh and so the, and so people people took it very seriously. And so we had a mime troupe. And so I was a mime and it was, I'm not going to sit here and say that it was, I mean, it was like relatively selective as to who they, uh, who they accepted into it. And uh, I thought it was really cool. And I thought that everyone else thought it was cool. And I thought that it would always be cool. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that like, I thought that I remember like leaving and, and being like, oh yeah, like I'm totally gonna like I'm a mime forever. Like this is like the coolest thing ever. And then I like got older and was like, nah, <laughs> like that was weird. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I don't know. That, that's kind of how I interpreted the question. But I feel like a lot of people, you know, did stuff in high school or or uh, did stuff in maybe their younger years in which they reflect upon and and don't look back or look back on as uh, kind of cringy. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was perfect. That was a great answer. Thank you so much. But yeah, thank you again. We really appreciate your input and, uh, Thanks, man. I appreciate being on. Uh, You take care. Will do. So that's the end of the interview. I hope you guys enjoyed it just as much as we did, especially when Daniel talks about him being a mime. Um, if you'd like, you can send us different activities you did while you were in high school. For me, I did a lot of like dancing, cultural dancing, because I schooled in Nigeria, which was fun. But I then realized it wasn't cool <laughs> by the time I entered senior high. <laughs> so I stopped. But if you guys have any form, um, any fun random experiences, you can just like email it to us. Um, but Ian... Do you have anything to say about the interview? Yeah, I I thought it was interesting just listening and kind of recollecting where we all were a month ago. Uh, It's kind of crazy to think about how much time has passed in such a short time. Like this is, this has felt like one of the longest years of our lives. And it's been like, you know, four months only. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's interesting to go back and really try to reflect and process, uh, you know, what we, what we all have been living through. Right. Okay. Thank you so much for that. So on to kind of like maybe some Corona news that has come up. Yeah. So we're going to limit ourselves to just one article or news story a piece. Um, That way we aren't overburdening you all with just item after item after item. We just want to take the piece of information that we found most salient. Mm-hmm. And the recent news that we've basically gotten is COVID-19 and blood clots. So now physicians are seeing more or higher levels of blood clots in patients who also come in with COVID-19. And it's actually interesting that the individuals that they saw in um, New York all are like young. So within the age of like 30 to 40 and yeah, so when I heard that, I was like, oh, wow, that's definitely a twist that we, hasn't come up before. And now it's a thing. So it's definitely something they're looking for, into. So yeah, I, I agree that that's really interesting. I think there's so much about this, you know, this virus and the, and the syndrome that it causes that we're just learning so much so fast about it. And and it's interesting because it feels like we know so much about it. And yet out of the blue, we just see something new. And I think that's, that's interesting. My article was a little bit different. Um, I just wanted to note the fact that we have hit 60,000 deaths in this country and 1 million cases. Um, a lot of our models only said we were going to have 60,000 deaths total, you know, on the, um, as the predicted amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think that it's just, worth considering as the country is talking about reopening um just just the fact that there can be multiple uh waves and so we should be vigilant you know as we as parts of the country are deciding to open back up as we're considering it i think everyone we know you know we're right there with you these months have added up and it's been rough but if you are going to be in a place that opens up still maintain your social distancing measures as best you can because 
the you know the the virus isn't gone and we should just be we should just be intentional in public health and in society to avoid those second and third waves all right so you can let us know what you thought about our uh, covid thoughts or about this episode at uh, cph-gradambassador at uiowa.edu cph-gradambassador at uiowa.edu uh, you can also send us your high school activities there as well if you if you want to share those so that's it for this week you can find us on facebook at the university of iowa college of public health we're on itunes and spotify as well at the university of iowa college of public health Thank you to our guest, Daniel Soto. This episode of From the Front Row was hosted and written by Oge Chibo, Ian Bukta, and Luke Sampson. This episode was produced by Ian Bukta. This podcast is brought to you by the University of Iowa College of Public Health. So see you next week. Stay safe and happy social distancing.